Over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks Radio Network. Here's Joe Brand. Well, the Blackhawks road trip comes to an end with a few too many similar stories. They get outscored in these past three games now, 12-3, to and capped off on a 4-1 loss to the Minnesota Wild up at the XL Energy Center this afternoon. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 4.30 today here on 720 WGN Radio. If you'd like to call us, if you'd like to text us, 312-981-7200. But right now we're going to head back on up to the XL Energy Center, bring in our pal Troy Murray, who had the call today with John Weideman. And uh, before we get into the nitty-gritty of all the hockey expertise and analysis that we have today, uh, we go to our final scoreboard of the road trip, back-to-back day games for the Hawks, and we have this many slip-ups per person of the broadcast team in terms of saying this evening or tonight instead of this afternoon or today. Two for Troy Murray, two for Joe Brand, and a whopping five for John Weideman. As uh, the the charges, the fees still have yet to be determined, but it's going to be well, as long as he's ahead, we'll raise it. <laughs> is this is this where we we knock down John to three because we each had two, or or are we all pitching in with our own individual slip ups? Well, per let's, charge? Just, let's keep a running tally. Okay. And when's the next afternoon game? Uh, <laughs> it's not for a long time. No, it's not. It's not not uh, for two weeks when the Hawks host the Vancouver Canucks on a Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock. That'll be half of my pregame preparation. <laughs> afternoon, <laughs> afternoon, today, today. Just looking yourself in the mirror. I'm going yeah, to ingrain it into Where's my Troy? Oh, he's, he's still getting ready. He's still warming <laughs> up. Uh, all right, Troy, I, I know you and John want to have uh, an expansion draft in Minnesota and pull a lot of guys from their roster and, and put them on the Hawks, but this was uh, this was another game handled by the opposition, a team riding high in the Minnesota Wild. Kind of set the tone early on and rode with it. Didn't give too many opportunities for the Hawks to get rolling. I would have liked to have seen this Minnesota team uh, under the, the old coach, Dean Evanson, who I have a ton of respect for, and I don't think you put all the blame on the coaching staff um, that was let go. But uh, to me, this was a different team. Just talking to everybody, saying Minnesota was struggling. They had lost seven in a row. I, I didn't see anything in this game this afternoon that uh, would would show that this team had lost seven games in a row. They played it well. They played it hard. They were good in all the areas that they needed to be, a real purpose to their game, and, and I thought uh, I thought they were excellent in this game. And the Blackhawks, they just overwhelmed. They just didn't have enough in this game. You know, you always want to look at what side of the equation you want to talk about. Is it the Blackhawks struggling, or is it the opposition playing well? It's a combination of both. The Blackhawks need to be better in their execution. Their defensive structure got way out of whack yesterday. In today's game, Minnesota able to pick it apart and create some good chances. Again, Peter Mrazek gives up four goals on 34 shots. He had 30 saves in Detroit. He's going to have 30 saves in this game this afternoon. Can't fault him. Two directions, or two, two redirections, a perfect passing play, um, and some sloppy defensive coverage gave the Minnesota Wild all that they had to do in this game to win it. 
Yeah, we're we're going to pick apart this loss quite a bit in this postgame show, but in terms of things to pull from, the Hawks' power play looked really good at the beginning. They were able to salvage a goal towards the end, getting a power play goal, but I like how you broke it, broke it down with Taylor Radish just being in the right spot, good positioning, and the Hawks kind of doing what they need to do to score goals these days. It, it finally came to fruition in that last power play attempt. Yeah, and you know what? When you sit there and we, we watch and John's there, I'm there. You got Chris Foster's, Darren Pang. Um, you know, you're watching it at home um, when the Blackhawks are practicing. But they, they practice extensively on the road. And that play that they had there that they tried several times, and it almost worked at the beginning. Radish hit the, the post off a, a pass from Tyler Johnson as a righty down low. Connor Bedard on the half boards there, down low, and it's a quick attack towards the front of the net. A little redirect there that uh, Radish tipped in. Uh, his skates and his stick were all in the right direction to, to make that play happen. Uh, but that wasn't one of the plays that they were really working on because they were looking at some different options. Uh, but when Lucas Reichel was taken out of uh, the, the game here this afternoon, you had to look at some different combinations. It's a righty-righty down low there, and uh, I, I like the way that they attack the net. And when they attack the net, it opened up the opportunity for Connor Bedard and Seth Jones to get some shots from the point with some open areas because if you go down low, those those forwards, they have to collapse and help out around the front of the net because you've got a power play. You're going to outnumber them. So I really liked what they did. When, when you had opportunities to attack down low, they did. When they had an opportunity to find a shooting lane up high, they did, which created some second and third opportunities. They had seven shots on that first power play. Uh, alone and the attempts were much higher than that i think it was 11 attempts that i saw on that first power play so that was really impressive and and that's something that they could build upon next time that they play the predators on tuesday night that was the only goal they were able to get against their former teammates and the future hall of fame goaltender mark andre fleury i i enjoyed your guys conversation about goaltenders and where mark andre fleury ranks amongst them uh just yesterday was actually the anniversary of Patrick Waugh allowing nine goals to the Detroit Red Wings. And then that was his last game with the Montreal Canadiens. It's, yeah. it's kind of a, an interesting this day in hockey history note. I wish I would have brought that up yesterday because that was pretty significant. Yeah, you know what? I, I did see that on my, my Twitter feed, and I remember that moment vividly where Patrick Waugh came off and just uh, delivered a, a tirade to the then owner, I think it was, who was sitting behind the bench, and uh, uh, that was it. He said, I'm not playing here anymore, and uh, Pierre Lacroix, the general manager, who used to be Patrick Waugh's agent, I believe, um, made the phone call, and that really changed the tune for uh, us in Colorado to have an opportunity to win the Stanley Cup. Um, you look at picking up Patrick Waugh, one of the one of the best goaltenders ever, obviously, and their captain Mike Keane in that trade, and boy, it, it really changed the fortunes to add the depth in the goaltending position that uh, you know you had to have to to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I mean, I know you guys got to go, um, but but what what kind of spark plug was that getting him, and, and you know how much of a factor does he provide on the ice, knowing that you got him defending your net. I'll tell you what, one of the best leaders that I've seen and been around in the game was Mike Keane. He was the captain of Montreal, handled the pressure there well, and he was a guy that, he was an old school guy. He was not a big guy, but he was tough as nails. He blocked shots. He did everything, and he knew how to win. And Patrick Waugh came in there, and just his confidence level level alone, um, when you you looked at 
goaltenders. And a lot of people didn't like Patrick Waugh. They thought he was cocky. They thought he was arrogant. But when you got to know him, it's about his confidence level, his inner confidence level, and that was something that resonated inside the locker room. And we went into the playoffs against uh, John Van Beesbrook, who was uh, just so hot in the Eastern Conference. They ended up beating Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh with a, another stellar performance by Van Beesbrook. At the beginning of the series, Patrick Ross says, "Don't worry about Van Beesbrook. I'm going to play. I'm going to play better than him, and he's going to let one in before I do. So just go out there and play." And we ended up sweeping him in there. And and Van Beesbrook was good, but not uh, as good as Patrick Waugh. Wow, wow, that's pretty cool. All right, Troy, rough road trip, but appreciate the fun times we've had these days. <laughs> we've had we've had some good laughs here in the last little bit. Hey, well, anytime you break out John, the bandito. John's still listening, and uh, yeah, yeah. when you start day drinking, uh, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. John's got the pen to the paper just ready to tally up one of our slip-ups for saying uh, the, the forbidden word. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to uh, roll this over for a couple of weeks for the day game against Vancouver and, and see how well we all remember. There you go. <laughs> All right, pal. Safe travels. We'll talk to you in a couple of days. Look forward to it. All righty. That is Troy Murray. He and John Weideman on the call up at the XL Energy Center. Hawks fall to the Minnesota Wild 4-1. to This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 4.30 today. Uh, 312-981-7200 if you'd like to call or if you'd like to text. I just popped up the call screener on my monitor here. From the 779 area code, uh, one game at a time. Let's go, Hawks. That's our buddy Rich Wells. Uh, the 262 area code sending us a bunch of pictures and being frustrated that he's not able to post on Facebook, I think. But uh, we're, we're getting your pictures, 262. And no, they're not graphic or, or anything bad. It's uh, it's positivity pumped through on the WGN text line. So we appreciate that. Again, 312-91-7200 if you've got a thought or a call or, or just anything about this game or the road trip in general. I know not the most exciting road trip by any means. They get outscored 12-3. to They get swept. Detroit, Winnipeg, and Minnesota all seeming to have complete control for the majority of the games. Um, I know Troy Murray was more impressed with the effort put on against the Red Wings to begin the road trip than these last couple of games. Uh, I, I would have to agree with him on that. Today was just another example of how much Minnesota is riding high after their coaching change and just getting everything figured out. And not only are the Hawks struggling right now, but again, it's just their roster is so inconsistent with so many moves and and so many things getting moved around. I I mean, I know we didn't talk about it a lot because Lucas Reichel was not in the lineup today, but that's a pretty significant move by by Luke Richardson to make Lucas Reichel a healthy scratch. He was one of the guys we talked about the most during training camp heading into this season, and rightly so, because he was looking great. He was looking very confident. He was looking bigger and stronger and just able to do more things on the ice offensively, which is what you want to see. But I really liked what Troy had to say when he addressed it in the pregame show that Lucas Reichel is not a bottom six guy, and he is a guy that you need to rely on on your top six, a guy that you're going to rely to create offensive chances and and high-quality chances and scoring opportunities. So a demotion to Rockford makes a little less sense when that's the situation. 
Again, this isn't his first time in the NHL, but it is his first time consistently playing day in and day out every single game. Chris Vosters had mentioned in the interview with Luke Richardson today that it's hard to get here, but it's even harder to stay here at the NHL. And I think that's the type of growing pains that Lucas Reichel is going through right now. But you still got to hold him accountable, and I think that's what Luke Richardson is doing. I mean, we've seen him healthy scratch Andreas Athanasiu. We've seen him uh, healthy scratch other guys that are, are veterans in, in this Blackhawks roster for the past couple of years. So this is him trying to send a message, but more importantly trying to send a message to Lucas Reichel that something's got to change, and it doesn't have to be in a complete punitive way. It's just got to be in a enlightening way, in a... Uh, provide an opportunity to have Lucas Reichel just think things a little bit differently and and work on things a little bit differently. And I mean, we're talking a lot about a guy who didn't play today on the post game show because there wasn't too much positively to pull from. We already chatted with Troy about the power play. Looked great the first go around. Probably their best power play of the year. Great to see them get a power play goal. Connor Bedard actually extended his road point streak to nine straight games on the secondary assist of Taylor Radish's goal. I do think it was good of Troy to point out how Radish was positioning himself right on top of the net, right in front of Marc-Andre Fleury, but a good positioning of his stick, good positioning of his skates, and it's more of that stuff that the Hawks need to score goals, and not just on the power play, just overall. And this is the same thing we've been talking about, kind of day in and day out. And I understand how that can get frustrating for Blackhawks fans, but if you're looking at today's game as an example to be excited for this team's future for the next coming years, good debut for Louis Crevier. Big guy, 6'8", 220. Uh, all of a sudden, the the Hawks have a lot of big young defensemen in Vlasic, Phillips, now Louis Crevier. Uh, we still haven't seen Ethan Del Mastro come up yet. We still haven't seen Nolan Allen come up yet. Uh, so the Hawks do have some depth on the defensive side of things. And it's good to see just these little glimpses of guys like Crevier come up to the NHL and do a decent job. And again, it's a small sample size. Think of how high we were on Kevin Korchinski coming into the NHL, making the team out of training camp, and how he has faltered off just a little bit. I know there's a little hold up there. You can't just send him to Rockford. He's 19 years old, so a demotion down to the WHL doesn't make entirely a ton of sense. Maybe we'll see that, but I highly doubt it. Um, So maybe a healthy scratch for a guy like Kevin Korczynski could happen. Um, sometime sooner rather than later. I know he didn't have a great start to this game. He finished, his numbers weren't terrible. He finished uh, without a plus minus. He had one shot on goal. He had a couple of hits and a blocked shot as well. But again, 19 years old. We're not holding standards quite too high on Kevin Korczynski in his first year in the NHL. But um, again, just to, just to point out what Louis Crevier did today and what the Hawks have in Alex Vlasic, Kevin Korczynski, Isaac Phillips. Again, good things to have for this team in the next couple of years. But right now, definitely wearing on those growing pains and definitely wearing on the inconsistency of this team right now and their inability to score goals as they were outscored 12-3 to on this road trip. We are going to hear from the head coach, Luke Richardson, but first I want to tell you about our player with the most heart, and then we're going to get to a break in a little bit as well. But our player with the most heart today, sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. Northwestern Medicine is home to the state's leading heart and vascular program, top ranked for 16 straight years by U.S. News and World Report. Uh, liked what Alex Vlasic brought today. 
Another good day defensively. Had a scoring opportunity. We'll elaborate on that a little bit more, too. Vlasic with almost 20 minutes played today and taking a quick glance at the score sheet. That looks like the third most on the Blackhawks roster. Again, that's basically a rookie on the ice getting all that playing time. And uh, Vlasic also finished with one shot on goal. Three blocked shots in today's game. We've got more to get to. We'll take your calls. We'll take your texts. 312-981-7200. Hawks fall to the Minnesota Wild. 4-1 to today up in Minnesota. Blackhawks postgame show. 720 WGN. Out the line. Goligoski. To Zuccarello, left circle. Fed it across to the far circle. And there's Vlasic, a poke check it away. He's going to get a shorthanded chance. Through center ice over the wild line. Down the left wing to the net with a backhand. Oh, and Flurry was able to steer it out of there with a scrambling save. Boy, Vlasic can really get the legs going and get the speed going. Yeah, he's, and get a, behind he's a, an amazing a skater. Defender, he really six, is. Six. When he gets those strides going, in, and he's got quickness in there. It's not like it takes him a long time to get going. He's got great quickness. More good stuff from Alex Vlasic, the young defenseman. But unfortunately, not enough today for the Hawks. They fall to the Minnesota Wild 4-1 to up at the XL Energy Center. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 4.30. If you'd like to call, if you'd like to text, 312-981-7200. As the Hawks get swept on this road trip, they'll hope to turn things around on the homestand beginning in Nashville, or I should say, at home hosting Nashville on Tuesday. Again, the Hawks are hosting Nashville, Anaheim, St. Louis, and Washington this upcoming week as we continue this trend of at least one game, or or of a game at least every other day for the Hawks all the way to the Christmas holiday. Quickly on Vlasic before we hear from Luke Richardson. Again, it's that ability to showcase what he's capable of offensively. A couple of weeks ago, we talked with Luke Richardson about how well Alex Vlasic is coming around at the NHL level, and he kind of compared him to Larry Robinson, who used to be called Big Bird on the ice for his offensive chances generated as a defenseman, and uh, Luke Richardson was kind of stunned with all the younger players that didn't quite know who Larry Robinson was, but Vlasic just continues to use his size, his stride, his big features to create chances like that. It's been really impressive to see and really encouraging to see uh, him take a liking to this NHL play so quickly. And again, we chatted with Seth Jones uh, last week after the win at the United Center about how much he's enjoying Alex Vlasic. And it's 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 helping Seth Jones' game as well, knowing that he can just rely on that guy. And uh, Seth Jones, and I quote, he, he's, he's not a rookie out there. I know he's a rookie, but he's not playing like a rookie. Luke Richardson chatted with the media after the Hawks suffered their third straight loss. Let's hear from the head coach. Definitely not uh, a good night for us, but, um, you know, I mean, they were they're probably still... Uh, uh, you know, showing their new coach that they they want to play, and they they really I thought they outskated us and you know competed us in in those uh, you know those tough areas like especially in front of the net and in the corner. So you know you're not going to win many games when you when you get outworked uh, and uh, and outbattled in those areas. And you know I'm not saying that we didn't try. I think our guys tried, but we have to find a desperation level that uh, they showed us tonight. That uh, and and we have done that. It's just uh, it's a matter of stop feeling sorry for yourself when you're going to do it. Do you think it's completely? I mean, is it really outworking? Is there a talent level difference too? Uh, well, I think there, there there definitely is. That's a strong team. I think they just had a, a you know obviously for whatever reason a, a slow start this year, and they made a coaching change, and uh, there seems to be a, a you know a new energy on the team, and and they are a strong lineup for sure from top to bottom. But uh, you know, I mean, that's still 
I think uh, compete uh, is on a level that you can keep yourself uh, on par with everybody that you're playing and uh, and even try and rise above. And I think that's what we have to look to. I thought we did that lots earlier this season, uh, whether we won or lost. And we got to make sure that we can't uh, think, here we go again, uh, when they score one or two goals. Because uh, it's a long game and from the halfway through the first period to the end of the game. But I just think we just didn't have a lot of pushback in uh, the first period. Second period, I thought we, we started to come. Uh, unfortunately, we took an undisciplined penalty, and then that really sold, sold up the game for us. But, um, you know, I mean, we need to, you know, uh, take uh, a little bit of desperation that we had in the third period because uh, you have to start somewhere. And I think we have to take that into the to the next uh, game that we, uh, you know, play a lot faster game and a lot of harder game. You put Murphy and Tenorti back together and. They kind of had a, a tough first period back together. I guess what was your assessment of that? Yeah, no, I thought uh, you know Tinner was really physical for us tonight, and uh, you know he's still obviously working his way back in. Um, yeah, it wasn't probably their best first period, but uh, you know lots of other things contributed to those goals as well. So uh, it's not always just them. I think you know when we don't uh, sort out uh, our D zone very well up top, it usually comes back on the D's in a in a fast hard way, the way they're playing. So uh, you know I think uh, Tinner you know gives us a lot of leadership in that area where uh, the physicality part because uh, we we need to pick that up as a whole team, and I think that he's a good example for that. Was the power play uh, a bright spot? Uh, it was a bright spot for us today, and I think and so was Peter. Peter played very well. Um, but I think, uh, you know, we got to bear down. I think we could have had maybe two or three goals tonight on the power play, and we got and, and it definitely was better, and we got to be happy with it, but we can't be satisfied. With, with Radish in that bumper slot roll, it's not the first time you put him there, but it seemed like he really made a difference in that. Yeah, slot. no, yeah. for sure. And I think uh, there was a couple times where he was even available, and we'll find him and, and maybe show some of those clips uh, even more for a shot uh, in that area because that's where he shoots it well, uh, in tight, and he gets it off quick. So, um, you know, I thought he was pretty strong tonight. He was another bright spot for us as well. Did what did you think of Louis Crevier's game? Good, yeah. I think he plays the same way like we've been watching him play in the American League. He plays very steady, and he's uh, in people's way with that big body and good reach and really no big glaring mistakes, and I think that's a great first game for him. Have you heard anything by NFSU back at home? Uh, we're hoping that he's uh, skating on his own uh, by midweek. Uh, I just heard that tonight, so uh, we're hoping for that. And, you know, uh, he's a good athlete, uh, and hopefully if he uh, can feel well on his own and join the team, you know, not too long after that. But, uh, you know, for the way he plays with speed, uh, you know, we, we, we'll probably be a little bit, uh, uh, you know, cautious to make sure that, he, you know, he gets his uh, lower body all straightened out. Talking about Andres Athanasiu towards the end there. Again, that's Luke Richardson, the Blackhawks head coach, hoping that Athanasiu will be skating on his own by midweek. The Hawks are missing some pieces right now. They're missing Athanasiu. Again, they're without Taylor Hall for the rest of the year, without Corey Perry now, um, and also without Colin Blackwell, who I understand isn't a huge piece towards the top six or anything, but he is a guy that can provide some depth and, and just maybe incentivize uh, the Hawks for playing time a little bit more. We we saw that difference at the beginning of the season with guys like Boris Kachuk and Reese Johnson and Mackenzie Entwistle kind of fighting a lot more um, competitively for playing time. 
And now with a few of the absences and departures, um, that has leveled out a little bit. But I don't know how much of a factor that'll make, but it it just kind of reminded me of when Luke Richardson said that this team needs to find a desperation level a little bit more. He said it's it's not so much like it's the effort that's not there for this team, but it's... it's, um, the uh, uh, effective execution that this team is really lacking that's now caused them to lose three straight and also be outscored 12-3. to three. Another note I'm seeing in the Hawks postgame show on the TV side of things at NBC Sports Chicago, Hawks have now allowed three or more goals in 13 straight games, and that's not all on the goaltending. I, I know a lot of people always come at me about the goaltending, and I'm not saying enough about it, but uh, the Hawks are not helping their goaltenders out enough, and that's definitely a big part of it. Taylor Radish got back on the score sheet today. That was good to see. Power play goal, the only goal the Hawks had today. Uh, let's hear from the Blackhawks forward. Yeah, I feel like we came out to a good start with considering a back-to-back, and found we kind of let that slide away once they, they got one there, and it's um, something we got to try to be better at. We can't can't just fall apart when something bad happens to us. we got to bounce right back and and just uh, keep playing the way we're playing. We can't let those those go away because then we're we're down a couple goals and it's it's hard to cl- uh, climb back when that when that happens. What was different with the power play today? Uh, we just had a good start on the on the first one there. Those the guys are moving the puck well and me and Johnny were kind of just playing hard hard down low and yeah, Connor was getting the shots through and Jonesy and Kushi and um, that was nice to nice to get one in there. For you in that umber kind of slot role, are you are you comfortable in that spot? It seemed like that that was effective for you today. Yeah, I feel like that's where I've mostly been in my career, just kind of being the support guy and being able to shoot when I can shoot and just being uh, harder on the net. And um, yeah, it was nice to to get rewarded. We got to continue to to build up power plays like that and use them in our favor and momentum and and uh, yeah, good 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 chances come off that and just to, to find them going. What was tough in the defensive zone? It seemed like they were able to get a lot of space. Yeah, they're they're a skilled team and they can move the puck well. And I feel like when when they're moving, we just got to be able to sort it out quicker and kind of just find their open guys. We feel like we're we're in the right spot sometimes, and you know, um, we just lose track of one guy and it's in the back of the net. And it's hard when things like that happen. But we all just got to be a five man group, aware of everything going on, and just kind of kind of read what they're doing. Are there any positives to take from this road trip? I feel like. Obviously, we had tonight's game with the back-to-back two early games. I feel like we we're having good starts. We're we're in the games. We're, we're coming out with some pretty good first couple of shifts, and we're kind of letting it fall apart. But I guess that's something we can build off of. We we just got to limit limit our mistakes and kind of just keep building as a group. And it's frustrating when things like this happen and games just keep we keep losing games. It's, it's difficult, and we just got to find as a group to come together and um, keep building as a group all together. With Lucas being a healthy scratch, what did you see in his game last year that was working for him that, that he should try to get back to? Um, I don't, he's he's a really high end skilled player, plays a lot of speed, and I feel like he's creates creates so much, and it's, it's obviously sucks for him when he's out of the lineup. And I know if it's it's hard in that spot, but he'll uh, he'll 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 bounce back and um, come uh, come ready whenever he's the next. 
Again, Lucas Reichel, a healthy scratch in today's game. 22 games with the Hawks this season. He's a minus 17 with six points total. His lone two goals coming on the power play. We're taking the postgame show up to 4.30. We still have sound from Louis Crevier, who made his NHL debut today. But uh, first, we're going to go to the phone lines. Again, 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us. we got Jim in Morton Grove that has some complaints about the defensive structure. Go ahead, Jim. You're on WGN. Hey, Joe. Um, just a couple things. One, you know, uh, Luke talks about uh, urgency and things like that. Why don't they start addressing the backdoor problems? They get beat off of the rush on the back door. They get beat um, inside the zone off of the back door. I, I mean, it, it, it gets a little ridiculous to watch this team play. Secondly, to expect 18- and 19-year-olds to be playing up here is is really difficult. So what what, what is Kyle Davidson going to do? They shouldn't be up here for at least three more years, and they're up here. And this roster can't win matchups. If you compare teams against teams, they don't win any matchups. They have a bunch of grinders besides Bedard and nobody else. They're not going to score goals. They don't have goal scorers on this team. So what, you know, I, I get frustrated with the press with not going after Davidson and saying this roster is bad. It is really bad. I'm a very frustrated diehard Hawk fan, but this team stinks. Okay, Jim, hey, real quick, what did you think about the roster last year? It was, it was, it, it, it seemed to compete better, right? Right. It had, it had, it had a little more bite to their game. Um, you know, we talk about all these big guys. Well, nobody hits anybody. I got news for you. I don't know what the so-called hits were today. There weren't many. You know, Tenorti's the one guy that'll hit you, but but our big defenseman, including Seth Jones, who I know you love, who absolutely stinks, um, they don't hit anybody. Okay, okay, hold on, Jim. Uh, 22 hits for the Hawks today, 19 uh, for the Wild, just to uh, clear some things up there. Um, And again... But no, hold on, hold on, Jim. What what, what young defensemen are you frustrated with right now? You were saying 18 and 19-year-olds. No, I'm not... I'm not frustrated with the defense. I'm frustrated with this roster. I don't think these guys should be up here. My point is this. Everyone looks at the draft. Oh, we're going to get a high draft. Well, in the NHL, it's not like football. It takes two, three, four years for these guys to come up to be able to compete but at who, the NHL okay. level, if ever. Okay, who, who do you think is up here too quickly on the defensive side of things? Are you looking at the goals against? No, I know, but I'm, I'm talking about specific. I'm talking about specific. Hey, Jim, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you. I'm, I'm genuinely curious. What defensive player do you think shouldn't be up here right now because they're too young? Well, Korczynski's been getting smoked lately. I mean, he gets caught inside the boards all the time lately. But Why were you okay? Were you okay with his game at the beginning of the season? His game at the beginning of the season was fine, right? Okay, okay. Now, now he's in a huge slump, and what are you going to do with him? My point, Joe, is they shouldn't be up here. I mean, they but, but have, who's they? You're, you're saying honest, one guy. Let's, you're let's, saying Korchinski. Joe, Joe, Joe. Do you think they have an NHL compete roster? That's Jim, Jim, question. you're you're no, you're changing your question. I'm asking you. Other no, than Kevin, I, I'm saying the whole the forwards and the defensemen. Our big problem. So what? You you want to wipe out the whole roster? You want to wipe out the whole roster and start from scratch? Do you like this roster? You you're, you're going to sign Perry and Feligno as as your key guys? Come on. 
Come on. Okay. I mean, that's just a joke. That's on Kyle. Okay, but, but what were your expectations? Sure. What were your expectations for this year then, Jim? Do you, you don't think the expectations was to surround this kid with some guys that could play besides Taylor Hall? It was Taylor Hall, Ryan Donato, Corey Perry, and Nick Felino. It wasn't just Taylor Hall. Oh, and 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 out of those guys, who's going to score goals for you besides Taylor Hall? Well, Felino's doing a pretty good job, and honestly, Perry was second most on the score sheet until they had to remove him from the team. Yeah, second on the score sheet on the Hawks, not comparatively in the NHL. Okay. I mean, if you're going to compare it to yeah, I know, I know, Jim, but but you got you got to admit the team, the organization is at a different spot than most teams right now. I mean, you you want you want them to try and accelerate what they can do in terms of winning games right here, right now, when they're building they, they all this... Would have tr- they would have trouble winning in the AHL right now. I don't That's know. I fact. mean, listen, I know things are rough right now, but I, I don't know if we're ready to jump to that conclusion. Um, because... Well, it, you know, I, 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 I'm much, much older than you, and I've coached <laughs> the game for 34 years. Okay, alright, that's and that's fine. I can't... Structurally, structurally, they're a mess. Uh, they're a complete mess. Okay, alright. Jim, a lot of points. I, I appreciate you calling in, but, but you're kind of moving the goalposts on me. You're not, you're not allowing me to stick to one conversation. So... All right. Thank you for chiming in. Appreciate it. Don't be a stranger. I mean that. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to call or text. Hawks fall to the Minnesota Wild uh, 4-1. to uh, Looks like we're going to get another call, but I do want to get to a break just so that we have enough time for everything else. Uh, we'll take your calls. We'll take your texts. We'll also hear from Louis Crevier, who made his NHL debut today with the Hawks. Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. Point Spurgeon. He'll walk into the deep slot. Give it over. Left circle. Zuccarello fires. He scores. This may have been tipped on the way in by Boldy. Either way, it's a power play goal, and the Wild extend their lead to four to nothing. They're now two for three on the power play. That was unfortunately the fourth consecutive goal by the Minnesota Wild. That was the final goal the Wild would score. Now the Hawks pick up just one. They fall 4-1 to one today up at the XL Energy Center as the Hawks get swept on this road trip. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show on 720. We're taking you up to 4.30, so we've got a little bit more time. Somebody called in but then dropped. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to call or if you'd like to text. Regarding Jim from Morton Grove, who just called in, uh, again, he just he came up with, with too many arguments that I was trying to refute and then changed to the next argument. Uh, my buddy Jim, who this is a different Jim, not the one from Morton Grove, big Hawks fan, big hockey guy. Um, does Jim from Morton Grove think that the young deer should go back to their junior teams? What would they get playing against other 19-year-olds? Yeah, I agree with that sentiment for a guy like Kevin Korchinski. You can't send him down to Rockford. If that were an option... Okay, maybe. I, I see the the benefit of putting him down there to learn a few more things and play against a little bit more consistent hockey. But even Jim from Morton Grove said he liked Kevin Korchinski's play at the beginning of the season. Okay, maybe he said it was fine, but whatever. Fine is still productive at the NHL level. So just because he's on a bad spell right now, what, are you going to demote everybody when they have a bad spell? And I I know I'm never going to win the Seth Jones argument, but there's too many guys that are just doing a good job uh, defensively, young guys like Alex Vlasic and Isaac Phillips, to just be frustrated with their presence here at the NHL level. Phillips is back down to Rockford, so 
Kyle Davidson did exactly what Jim from Morton Grove wanted him to do. I don't want to see Alex Vlasic leave. He's, he's on too much of a roll right now. And none of those guys are 19 years old or younger. Everyone else is 20, 21, 22 years old. Uh, we're going to get to a few more texts, but we do want to hear from the guy that made his NHL debut today in Louis Crevier. Here he is chatting with the media after a 4-1 loss to Minnesota. I was surprised, to be honest. Uh, it was right after the game, so... Uh, it was cool to all the boys like to say like uh, good job and all that stuff. So, um, but I mean like both team were in Winnipeg, so that helped quite a bit. I just met them uh, the day after, so uh, pretty cool. What did it feel like out there today for you? Uh, honestly, it felt good. Uh, I played here in the preseason, which helped I think, and uh, the guys were were all really welcoming for me, so that helped. How much has your game progressed from, I know, even late last season, kind of mean all these scratch of times of the playoffs? What what have you worked on and what, you know, what's gotten you feel like the NHL now? Um, that's it's the little details, but also, like, take confidence, mostly. Um, coming back as second year for me was, was huge, and it was the same thing happened to me in junior. Um, I just got, a, you know, more confidence in my, in my game, so it helped me, like, being more loose on the ice, so I think that's the biggest thing for me. Is there any moment or anything specific that's going to stand out about today for you? Um, probably like the solo lap was pretty cool. It was, yeah, a lot of Connor Bedard uh, fans out there on the glass, but it was, no, it was pretty cool. It sounded like you worked on getting stronger this summer, coaches were saying. Yeah, well, I gained, I gained weight, um, but I, that's like that's been my goal for numbers of summer now to gain weight and being stronger i think i'm 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 getting there summer after summer and feel good where are you now weight wise uh after a game maybe less but uh, <laughs> i'd say like two, 238 236 you like depends on the day to yeah. be honest yeah in terms of the, the defense zone coverage what what went well today and then what i guess was the challenge against a tough team like that um I mean, to be honest, like it's my like first game, so I don't really know like the, the system. I know it's it's pretty much the same system, but um, I mean, it's a good team. Of there, like a lot of great players. So it's uh, yeah. I don't know. I think I think we got better as the game went on, but um, yeah, it's a good team. But is it good having some familiar with with Vlasic? And I know you guys been paired together times in Rockford. Yeah, he, yeah, he was he was big for me today. Um, just like talking on the bench before the game too. So it was. Uh, it was nice to see some familiar faces around here. Big thanks to Ben Pope of the Chicago Sun-Times for helping us out with that audio in a timely fashion. Hawks fall to the Wild 4-1. to That was Louis Crevier who made his NHL debut today, and it sounded like his parents were in attendance, Marie, Josie, and Claude, so a cool moment for him and his entire family. Uh, we're taking your calls and text 312-981-7200. Our guy Dexter in Bolingbrook. Okay, Corporate Joe, you want one conversation? Who's going to play without a decent contract? Answer that. And I, I asked him to elaborate, and he replied with, you get what you pay for. So if this is having uh, having disagreements with some of the contracts that Kyle Davidson has signed, you got to take into account where the Hawks are right now, what they're trying to do, and what contracts are his. I mean, the Tyler Johnson getting paid $5 million, that was a Stan Bowman move. 
Um, Nick Foligno, $4 million. That's a decent contract. Everything he's contributed this year. If you want to look at the score sheet, okay. But let's face it, the Hawks aren't in a position to make a long playoff run right now. So I would say that Nick Foligno's attributes, scoring ability, and everything he brings into the locker room each and every day is worth $4 million. And the main point being, it's a one-year deal. So it's up after this year. It's it's low risk. Jason Dickinson, 2.6. That That's a guy that they pulled over from a, a Vancouver team where he wasn't doing much, and all of a sudden he's finding a good spot in Chicago because it's a bit of a scene change and just some different roles. I'm not even going to get into the Seth Jones thing because I know I'll be here all night arguing, and yes, I do mean all night heading into the evening. Um, but again, if you're frustrated with contracts and scoring ability, Let's face where the Hawks are right here, right now. It's year two of a rebuild. There's still a ways to go. The The contracts that the Hawks are dealing with right now aren't going to make or break the success of this team in a couple of years, and that's a good thing. That's by design. That's what haunted and hurt the Hawks in years past because they had to keep, keep paying guys that they were in love with, and rightly so, like Brent Seabrook and Duncan Keith, but those contracts hindered them throughout that dynasty and even past it and kind of limited what they were able to do in terms of building a complete roster to win more than three Stanley Cups. It's difficult to win one Stanley Cup. It's more difficult to win three, and it's even more difficult to win more than that. We've got more to get to. One more break, though. Blackhawks Post Game Show, 720 WGN. Pleased to be joined up here in the gondola with Patrick Kane, making his debut next week. Here's Sprong, who has a goal here tonight for Cider. Down low, scores! Number 200! Well, you called him. And uh, great shot by Debrinket, too. That's where he doesn't miss many of those, See, this, that's this, for sure. The switch off there was Sprong and Debrinket, and Sprong goes over to Cider, and then, I mean, this is not an easy one timer. No, we didn't overlap a couple of different highlights. That was Patrick Kane in the Detroit Red Wings television booth. As Alex Dabrinkit, his former teammate and now soon-to-be current teammate, once again scored his 200th career goal. Patrick Kane is a Detroit Red Wing. Alex Dabrinkit is a De- Detroit Red Wing. I know that's a pill that's still tough to swallow for the Hawks fans, but uh, Detroit continues to be pretty relevant with what they're doing on the ice. I'm, the Black Ho- I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. Yeah, it's been that kind of day. Uh, 720 WGN. Just really quick, because that corporate Joe... Uh, accusation really came at me. Um, listen, I, I understand fans' frustration. You are allowed to be upset. You're allowed to be frustrated at what is not happening and what is happening with this Blackhawks team right now. But I do think overall, this is 100% my opinion, I agree with the direction that everything is going in. That, that's not just corporate speak. But I will say, Kyle Dave. Davidson and his staff have done the easy part, right? They tore this thing down. They got lucky in the draft, but also set themselves up for a good spot in the draft. There's still a ways to go. I'm not, I'm just not ready to jump to panicking this year when we knew it was going to be a completely competitive year in the playoffs anyway. From the 224 area code, the Hawks are purposely focused on Bedard's growth. This is a throwaway season in a sense. Don't expect a thing. Not sure worth emotionally. Uh, Hoppy the Clown. All right, thank you, Hoppy the Clown. Uh, let's get to some more out-of-towns. We might only have one, time for one more to play. And it's another Detroit highlight. It comes in Montreal from yesterday. Wallman keeps it alive. Now the Larkin over to Wallman. Left circle, blasting the shot. He scores! Jake 
Rivers for Detroit. 54 seconds in overtime, and the Red Wings defeat the Canadians 5-4. Ken Cal of 97.1 FM, the ticket. Just wanted to point that out. That was an emotional win for the Detroit Red Wings. Their captain, Dylan Larkin, had sat out because he and his wife, Kenzie, unfortunately lost what would have been their first child. So he was out. That's why he didn't play in the Hawks game. He had an assist on that game-winning goal as the Red Wings continue to fly high. One more uh Highlight to play for you. It's our next game preview sponsored by Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time. Fox was carrying it up ice for a moment. Has the puck deflected away by Trennan again. Here comes Sissons breaking in short handed. He scores! Colton Sissons scores short handed. And the Predators have a 3 1 lead. Our guy Pete Weber of WPRT-FM 102.5 The Game. Hawks host the Predators on Tuesday at 7.30, pregame show at 7. Blackhawks Hockey has been sponsored by Sitco. When you start with Sitco, you're good to go. United Airlines, your Chicago Northwest Indiana Hyundai dealers. Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time, and Northwestern Medicine. Big thanks to all the help we had here at the station and up in Minnesota as the Hawks fall to the wild. Four to one. I'm Joe Brand. We will talk to you tomorrow night for Blackhawks Live, which starts at seven. Have a great rest of your Sunday. 